0: you're listening to the clonmel junction arts festival podcast which takes place from the 3rd to the 11th of july it's amazing that it's like the 20th anniversary of this year they're still going strong all this time I know.
1: but it sits at the heart of of the community and i think that's one of its enormous strengths You know, I look back and I remember sitting in cafes and bars and tea rooms during cultural events and and festival events. And that wonderful sense of kind of being part of a community. There was this absolute celebration that the town went through during the festival on a really beautiful local level. And um, fair play to David. But it was an ambitious and brave thing to do. And I'm really, really pleased that it's still going. Yeah. You know, absolutely fantastic. And I hope and assume that it sits in the hearts of, of the people who live in Clonmel, just like it always
2: did. The everyday in modern society uh, is quite controlled. Um, and that's why festivals provide this important space of release where where you can let the hair down. If, if you have any, still.
0: <laughs> Hello, and you're very welcome to the first episode of our podcast. You just heard the voices there of Claudia Woolger, former chairperson, and David Thieven sharing some memories from previous festivals. We'll have more from David in our next episode. We will have an episode of this podcast every Thursday all the way up to the festival. We have a special episode next week when the program will be launched and I'll be discussing that program with festival director Cliona Murr. This episode is going to be a celebration of the last 20 years of this festival. Starting with another chairperson Ashling Kilroy. So, you know, the idea of this is just a memory or two of the festival from the last 20 years.
3: Okay, I came to Clonmel just before it started. And so in those first couple of years, I used to proof programs and do that kind of stuff. And I just was blown away by, you know, coming from Dublin where you had access to the arts, you went to the theatre all the time, you did all of this. And then suddenly to find yourself not having this on your doorstep, so to have, I think the first year was, was it five days or six days or something like that? And I just used to go to everything. I mean, it was just fantastic. And the whole buzz on the street and you're discovering Clonmel in a way that I didn't know it before. And to be, you know, David Thieven was great at choosing venues and reinventing them and making them accessible to us as an audience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first big, thing that you know when you ask me to think about the first big thing I remember is No Fit State which was an extraordinary um, adventure and it, it was a they're a Welsh circus company and um, but circus without animals with music incredible energy all the traditional circus skills in terms of acrobatics and tight ropes and all of that kind of stuff but just mesmeric you'd go in and you follow the actor the 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 Actors, I suppose they were um, performers around the space, and they had they used curtains and color and light and music to lead you through on this odyssey, this incredible adventurous journey. And everybody came out going, wow. And I, it was one of those things that everybody talked about. It was one of those things that the next morning, what did you go and see last night? No fifth State." you have to get tickets. And it became the buzz of the week and everybody wants to go and see it. And it was, and again, you're pinching yourself that you had to walk, you know, drive seven minutes from your house and you could see this in the midst of everything else. Uh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing, amazing. And then musically, there are so many memories. I mean, the 10-year party in in O'Keefe's was just an incredible night. Um, nice. I can't even remember all the details of who were there. I just remember the atmosphere and the feeling exactly. of this was something you'd never... And certainly, again, the thing that we were here in Clonmel, you'd walked, you didn't have to go to a big venue, you didn't have to go to The Point or anywhere like that. This was on your doorstep and it was just extraordinary and you were seeing the best and the buzz and you could see that all the musicians were having such a blast and were enjoying being there because it was small it was intimate yeah it was amazing absolutely amazing and again that was such a treat to have it here, you know. Um, it was brilliant, just brilliant. And that the
0: festival meant enough. I mean, it was like Lisa Hannigan, Kathy Davey, David Case, Jerry Fish. You know that the festival meant enough to them to come and do this.
3: Absolutely, and this was was was. June. Yeah, but it it, it just the, the the buzz from all of them. Which, yeah, just fantastic, absolutely wonderful. And the thing that it, that I you, you love about it as well about the festival is that you just have this buzz for the whole week. Everybody's in good form, even when the weather's crap, because people are having the adventure of going out every night, lunchtimes, evenings, um, and seeing things and liking some of them, not liking others, and that's the great adventure. When you have a festival on your doorstep, you can go to everything. <music>
0: Next up, we have the festival's first chairman, Damian Martin.
2: Yeah. The gallery. That's, yeah. where, that's what it was yeah. called in EJ. I was in there one night at, at a, a gig and there was a bit of great music going. I don't know who it was exactly at this stage. Yeah. Uh, and I obviously was enjoying the, the, the movement. And David saw me there and approached me. We got chatting. I kind of knew him at that stage. Uh, not very well, really. But he approached me and asked him would I take on, would I like to become involved and uh, would I be prepared to serve as the chairman agreed don't ask me why at the time (laughs) but I thought that something like that was so very very important for the town of Clamel because there was nothing on in Clamel of any nature like that and there was nothing which was targeted at general cultural entertainment of any kind and I felt very much that something like that was necessary for the for the town valuable for the local community For anybody in society to be exposed to productions and the theatrical goings on of other nations, of other societies, of other races, because in that way we become very tolerant of the world, of the differences, and not become too self-centered as as a as a society, as a community. So I I always felt that having these strange people from Ghana was one of the particular ones that Dave was very keen on, but also from from Eastern Europe, from, I think we had some from either further afield, from China or from Japan, maybe. Uh, all of that, it, it, it opened up the local eyes to perhaps a world or part of the world or an element of the world that they never would have experienced uh, without it. That real connection, I think, was something very, very special.
0: Now you're going to hear from David Ansel, CEO of Clamel Company Comidae. And what is so important for a festival, for any festival, is support from the town and sponsorship. And David has been there from the very start. i have been involved. I was talking to David Even actually yesterday. And yeah. he was saying to me that you were there from the very start.
4: I believe so. Yes, I can remember David coming in and sitting in my desk. We were occupying the Butter Market on, in Market Street at the time. That was our very first office. Wow. Um, our company started at home, but I moved into Clommel on in January 1990 into the Butter Market, upstairs in the Butter Market. And I can still picture David Teethan sitting across the desk from me because I knew him a little bit. But um, he was introducing the concept of the Junction Festival. And so, yes, I remember it from the very beginning.
0: And you got it. You, you appreciate it. I mean, it, it's so important, isn't it? Like having a festival in your town.
4: Ah, Fergal, any social experience is vital to a town, you know, and of course it is, it's one of the reasons that our company still stays involved with social things and local things, because, you know, work life is part of your life as well, and the more interaction you can have and social activity you can have, the better, of course it is, yeah, we celebrate the the festival, we really do.
0: And, you know, you've been going, like, from the word go, so... Do you have any memories? Is there anything that jumps out over the last 20 years? I
4: I, I asked a couple of people here that helped me uh, create our involvement with the Junction Festival, and they wanted me to mention uh, a performance by a company called Dante or Die, which was a a piece called I Do, which was an interactive marriage thing across in Raheem House. So they wanted me to mention that as an outstanding piece of theatre, But I wanted to mention something myself. So I love food and foreign food. And one of my greatest pleasures is traveling to Asia and other parts of the world for interest in food. And Japan and Japanese food is very exciting, but it's not very easy to eat high quality Japanese food in Ireland. But there's a chef who came to Ireland and opened a a dumpling uh, takeaway um, operation in Cork. His name is Miyazaki, Miyazaki. Um, and he then opened a restaurant and it's managed to achieve a Michelin star in court, Ichigo Ichi, um, which serves a Kayaseki menu, which is, is a multi course standard Japanese meal. But he managed to serve that in the Junction Festival event in the Mitchell's Town Caves. So not only was I eating high class Japanese food, which was difficult in Ireland, so that's astonishing in itself but how many times you get the opportunity to dine under the ground in a cave. So the combination of the two was absolutely incredible. So that's my biggest personal memory of of events in the Junction Festival.
0: Now we have Festival Director Clina Marr, and next week she's going to be telling us all about the programme. Today she's going to share some early memories of the festival.
5: I suppose I have, I kind of have it bookended because I I worked on the first festival. I was Gallo Glass's outreach and education officer at the time. And so there was a workshop series with the first festival that I managed. Um, and I gave a workshop on Augusta Bewell's Rainbow of Desire techniques. <laughs> um, it was a great week. It really was. I mean, I also remember I interviewed the late Tom Hickey for um, Start Magazine, if you remember that.
6: Yeah.
5: And actually Start Magazine Eamon Sweeney, who started Start Magazine, is back in this year's festival because he's curating uh, the Rare Clonmel series, guitarist now, and uh, really, really interesting early music curator. So it's sort of these things come around, don't they? Exactly. But I remember, um, oh, I, I, the show that stood out. There were two shows that stood out. Liam, Liam um, Halligan's "Cracked," which I'd already seen, and it was just a really great piece of work and it was it was about people in institutions. It was before its time, you know, I think there there are a number, you know, the the sort of the revelations of what happened in these institutions was coming through theatre, you know, 10 to 15 years before it became mainstream. Those stories were being staged, you know. Um, and then the other one is a show that I had seen a number of times before, but Catalpa in May's Cafe. And just sitting onto the nose of Donald O'Kelly and he's such a great performer and the you know himself and Trevor Knight <laughs> playing the music alongside him and just to have that in a cafe and to have that experience in a location that was so familiar where you'd have your lunch all the time and yet it's now transformed and I had the same thing years later in Hickey's with the humours of Bandon which was a Fishamble show. And it was just, a, again, just a gorgeous show. And there's that immediacy of live theatre transforming a known space. It's a lovely thing.
0: And everyone keeps mentioning to me about that thing about what makes Junction special is it's kind of part of the community and that particularly that um, plays in restaurants. You're really yeah. in the middle of yeah. community, aren't you?
5: You're absolutely. And, I, and also it's that sort of, I mean, I, you know, a lot of my theatre work, um, was in that area of engagement and in that area of you know I've always felt that theatre is for everyone it's not this kind of snooty hoity-toity you don't need to wear a tuxedo you don't need to have any specialist knowledge Um, and a festival is just this like really nice door into it but if you haven't had that if it just hasn't happened in your life then you, you need something that just pulls you in And the door that works for the regular theatre goers is not a door that's going to work for somebody who's never stepped in. So even if you know what happens behind the door, the people behind the door need to do something to bring you in. And I do think a festival is fantastic at that. You know, you put it out in the street, you put it in a cafe, you put it in, in, a, in an unlikely place. You know, or else you do what we're able to do now and forevermore. <laughs> well, not forevermore, but uh, for the next while is you sort of you event it, you know, like with the Junction Dome, we're going to be the circus is coming to town. Exactly. Now, it's not going to be circus. It's going to be theatre. It's going to be music and probably things, you know, we have a great live music scene in Clonmel, but we don't hear jazz that much. We don't have that much access to classical. So I would love it to be a space that people like the space. They're comfortable in the space and they get to experiment and they get to dip their toe in something. And maybe they love it and maybe they'll hate it. Yeah. But they get to dip the toe. Exactly.
0: And when that dome goes up, it's the festival is on, you know. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's, you know, and it's kind of we've been talking about things like, you know, the cinema paradiso thing, you know, um, that whole sense of excitement that something new, something different. And it's um, I don't think we're going to lose that other aspect of the festival, which is that putting things in unusual spaces and transforming little spaces. I think that is. You know, not this year because we're very limited in what we can do this year, but going forward, I don't want to just be the dome. I want the dome to be like the hub, it'll be the center, but it'll be the center of a lot of different things.
0: Next week, we're going to be announcing on the podcast the program. So, is there anything you can tell us this week about the program or the festival? What can you tell us at this stage?
5: There will be theater, there will be music. There will be visual arts. There will be literature. Uh, they will all be here in Clonmel. So nice. we're, we're bringing people here. And we're also giving people who are here, who do really great things and really interesting things, a platform to work from. You know, last year, we had we had two spoken words we did one for poetry day ireland at the end of april we created a lovely book from the poetry that the people brought us for that day and then during the festival we did another spoken word and we put the april quotes up on banners and we them up on o'connell street and parnell street you know these lovely colored banners that elizabeth bartley designed and somebody said to me they stopped me in the street and they said jesus clean i never knew that there were that many poets living in clonmel I was yeah. like, yes, they walk among us. <laughs> you know, you don't know what your next door neighbor writes poetry. You might not know this, but, you know, sort of the guy who works in a local shop also is like a savage, you know, jazz saxophonist. Um, there are so many talented people here and the festival is about bringing people here, but it's also about giving a stage to the ones who are here.
0: And actually, you, you've reminded me of something that a couple of people have mentioned is that they see, you know, from the audience point of view, they see people out at gigs or dancing to some world music band and they see them in a new light. And it's a lovely way of getting to know people in your town in a different way.
5: Yeah. I know there's there was somebody and he will remain nameless, um, but... my my sister Dervla um, herself and her husband had a a duo called sugar blues at the time. And they played a kind of a jazzy blues style. Um, And I remember them playing in the very first festival in Lonergan's and there was a guy that we nicknamed happy feet. And it's, and it's true. And in his day job, this was not a persona you would have imagined, but he was Happy Feet. and He's always Happy Feet to us. <laughs> mm. I found a photo of him in the Festival Archive and I sent it to my sister I went, look, I've found a photo of Happy Feet. Because mm. it is that. And for musicians, I think that's what musicians miss, you know, and what actors miss. It's what they've missed so much over the last year. Yes, income, obviously. But mm. um, just, you know, the relationship with an audience, the playing to people, the, the, the kind of, you know, the, the mutual exchange of, you know, we're listening to you and we're playing for you. And, you know, it's just a, it is a great thing. Exactly.
0: And do we know um, what date? do we know when the, when the program is going to be released? Or
5: So the program will be released on Sunday, the 30th of May. We are releasing it a little later than usual because we had hoped that we would know whether we could have live audiences or not. So basically everything happening in the Dome will be live streamed. You know, you'll be able to watch it from your garden, the comfort of your own home, wherever you are in the world. Um, but we are obviously also because we're like bringing all these people to Clonmel and, and, and recording their concerts here and their their, their theatre pieces here. We're hoping that, you know, the people of Clonmel can also walk in the door and see them. We don't know yet and we won't know and we probably won't know until later in june but at least you'll get to sort of um i suppose have (laughs) to be ready to go whenever the announcement is made that live audiences can come back for live music and live theater um you know you'll be able to try and buy a ticket I, i don't you know we're not like the venue can hold 220 with social distancing it can seat about 80 i don't think we'll have that many seats in the dome in july i'm hoping for something in the region of 30 people You know, I think 30 would be nice. It would be so special to be in that audience. Um, I'm hoping I get to be in the audience. They'll probably have me at the outside of the tent. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) And um,
0: so, and do we know when the tickets will go on sale to the public? Do you have a date for The
5: online tickets, I mean, the box office will open, as they say, on the 31st of May. So our new website will be live. You'll be able to buy the tickets. Um, uh, We've a lovely new website designed by Sarah Lowe, who is an old festival friend so that will go live and that will be available from the 31st of may and we'll obviously you know when we get (laughs) the the blessed news that Mm -hmm. people can sit on seats uh with other people performing to them um you know we'll have that all over social media we'll be shouting that from the rooftops um, perfect you won't be able to miss it
0: and as i said next week we'll go into the program in detail in the podcast Mm -hmm.
5: Absolutely. The dates of the festival, it's uh, somebody said to me, you know, it's it's the start of the summer holidays and it is it's usually the week after the kids get off primary school. So it's depending on where your kids go to school. It's the 3rd to the 11th of July. So we're running over two weekends and lots of stuff to do in the week in between. So it's Saturday, the 3rd to Sunday, the 11th of July. Jammed restaurants, packed beaches and queues for queues. No, thanks. Isn't the point of a getaway, do you know? Get away.
2: So, here's the
5: inside tip. With the Golden Vale, incredible hiking, two blueways and gorgeous lakeside villages, Tipperary has it all. Visit the Mitchellstown Caves, walk the Knockmealdowns, Downs or explore the Butler Trail. Take it easy while uncovering ancient castles and hidden secrets. Tipperary is unspoilt and waiting for you. Visit Tipperary.com. Supported by the Tipperary LCDC under the Leader Programme.
0: Now we've got a real treat for you, Theresa Thieven, who is one of the festival founders, sharing some, sharing some great memories of the festival past. The question I ask everybody is very simple. It's is just to give me, you know, one or two or three memories from your, I mean, you've been there from the very start. So you must have lots of memories.
7: Yeah, well, the thing is, once you start thinking about them, they all come rushing back. So, uh, you know, I was trying to think of some of the early ones because, you know, they that was quite, you know, it was quite an adventure, you know, and we we really didn't know what we let ourselves into. And the first year we had Donald O'Kelly and that went really, really well. And I think it's the second year we had this Dutch company and they were called Gorilla Goes Beautiful. And they were this mad dance company from holland with a croatian and austrian and a german woman, and they did this show about beauty contests and uh the, the the hall was completely packed and you saw these women who were basically in various state of undress and madness uh and you were like oh my god you know <laughs> <laughs> Is the audience in Carmel going? To, are we going to survive this? You know, are we going to be? And uh, it was amazing. It was just so moving as well because you know they were as they were taking their clothes off, they were exposing themselves. It was really just you know so and exposing their souls effectively, whatever about their bodies. And at the end, there was a standing ovation, which is something that was very rare in those days, and three curtain calls, you know, which was uh, just extraordinary. We were just flabbergasted. And we kind of looked at each other, David and I, and said, you know, if they can, if this, if this goes, then we can do anything, you know, in terms of programming. (laughs) And then, you know, another really amazing, uh, uh memory would be no fit state, you know, which was, I think, quite a revelation, again, in terms of just something that had never been seen in Ireland. The fact that it's, uh, you know, you're going to this sort of spaceship uh, tent. Uh, and the fact that we were there for two hours... Standing and basically being moved around by these people who were all completely mad as well. And this sort of Victorian world, sort of Victorian punk world of acrobats and cross dressers and shaved uh, leather clad. uh guys you know it was just quite astounding and again people absolutely loved it it was packed there was I think I think there was eight or nine performances every night was full and we had a, a birthday party for a daughter in there and all the kids loved it and they were only like seven or eight years old I was like again I was just so surprised that it, it went down so well when it was so outrageous and so unconventional um, another memory I can think of is Dolsuri, which was a Korean group, uh, uh, drum and music and dance group. And they were here for several days. And I think on the Sunday, we traditionally had this uh, event in, in Rahin House. And they did this outdoor gig. And at the end, they kind of took the whole audience on this big, long chain around the gardens. In Raheen House. And it was just such a joyous experience. It was beautiful, you know, and everybody was just uh, ecstatic, effectively, you know, it was quite a, quite a revelation. So, those are three. I can think of the tightrope walker, you know, across the River Shore. That was, I think everybody remembers that. Uh, I remember listening to the oboe with the choir of the, the Junction Choir in Saint, Old St. Saint Mary's. Um, the first time the oboe played that solo in Orfeo in Yuri DJ, we were all just so completely trans, trans yeah. that uh, nobody came on to do uh, on their cue. I had to go up to them and say, lads, I think you're supposed to come on stage. And they all looked at, oh, really? And it was just the, the, the sheer beauty of that oboe solo in that church was just godly. So, those are a few. I think the teenagers. I have to mention the teenagers. You know the Junction Joes and the various um, trainees that over the years uh, were assigned to either artists or the marketing department or the catering tent, and they added just such a lovely energy and spirit and uh, joy to 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 the events. You know, and I think that they were really special. And some of them have moved on to. Going working in the arts and I think they're all very uh, very uh, they all love the arts and are you know dedicated theatre and arts practitioners and theatre goers as well so yeah
0: and that's you know that's so important I remember when I was in school uh, Stephen Rhea came to my town to uh, playing Oscar Wilde and I was in the school hall but being blo- like, that was the first time I ever saw a professional uh, play, and it mm. just blew my mind. You know,
7: yeah. It, it, In it your has local town to see it, th- there's something mythical, isn't it, about you know, mm. good, great artists and that just take you. They really transport you somewhere else. And uh, I think that certainly was the case with all of these acts. And uh, and I think uh, we we there was this collective experience of of of, of 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 artistic excellence, uh, which uh, was really special. Yeah.
0: And you have to mention the cafes as well, because that was such a big part of the festival, wasn't it? Over the years,
7: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, th- th- there were sort of these hives of activities, and uh, again, the presence of the young people. Each 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 cafe. Was uh, hosted by a professional artist. It could have been a sound artist like Maurice Caplice or Bridget T. and then Lynn Maher who did the arts in Apple Cafe or Mia Gallagher, the writer, did a book cafe one year, and Austin McQueen did a canine cafe, so where people could come with their dogs. So they they were quite unusual. And in each cafe, there was a number, about five or six young people were assigned. So young people were applying to be trainees, and then they would be there to support the artist and, you know, just be part of the... The atmosphere, and they added that lovely, you know, quirky, fun, sometimes a bit lazy, nonchalant uh, a- atmosphere. But you know, it's it, it was just great to to have them on board, and it was great to have you know the luxury of having artists in residence for you know the bones of nearly two weeks to have that presence and that input of creativity and. Uh, a different sensitivity and outlook. Yeah, We've, was really appreciated. I think.
0: And when you were like, you know, there was twenty years ago or over twenty years ago, when you were talking about setting up this festival, did you, did you, could you imagine twenty years later still going strong?
7: Well, I don't know. I think when we started it, we thought it'd be a once off. Uh, you know, we, we really didn't. Well, I mean, initially it was just going to be Donald O'Kelly and one or two others. And then we, I think the, the gigs in Lonergan's came on board that year. And then soon after, there was the comedy night and so on. So, uh, I mean, you were there, weren't you, for a lot of it as well? So. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, you know, there was a a, a nice buzz and there was enough people who wanted to be part of it and that helped to to, to grow it, you know. There was a momentum, I guess, you know.
0: We have Bess Hughes, who's also been there from the very first festival. And you've been there since, like, the very first... Mm,
6: Yeah, from, I suppose, involved with David from his time with Gellard and he would
0: always go to you. He was saying he, he would always go to Lonergan's for, you know, the after party.
6: Yes, Looked yeah, enough. always, yeah. And I suppose it really stemmed from my interest in, in the arts and theatre as well. Like, that, that's where... So you really appreciated um, him bringing yes, this festival. What he was, yeah, what he was trying to do at the time, I really mm. appreciated it.
0: You understood how important it was for the time. Yeah,
6: yeah, one of the things that I, looking back on it, was to try and get kids involved and to get
0: to make it inclusive for the whole town and all ages. Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: And when that very first festival, then that very first year, the way David described it, it kind of nearly happened by accident. And then you realised through the festival. Did you realise that? Did you know it at the time?
6: Not really. You know, it was right. This is a great idea. We'll run with it. We'll do it. And it was three nights, wasn't it? Memory serves me. We did music. And it was uh, his sister, uh, Dervla. And our husband, Chris, who was American, they were living in Ireland at the time. They've gone back to.
0: And but then you became synonymous with um, every night when a festival went to a week. You know, we did, which
6: was I think it was the second year, wasn't it? it Yeah, uh, you're right. It was because I was around then. Yeah. Yeah. It went. Yeah. It just snowballed from there, really. Yeah. A gig that stands out think the gig that would stand out for me would have been i suppose the first year with the rhymes and um says dylan with his puppets i can't i'm hopeless to remember actual years
0: i know but was that one of the first times that he ever introduced the puppets
6: it would have been yeah mm. yeah the, i think one of the first times that he would have introduced them would have been I think it was an place. I'm not, of it that, was. I'm not 100% sure.
0: I, well, that's my memory of it as well. And it was electric yeah. from the word go, wasn't it? The reaction. Yeah, it
6: was. Yeah, yeah. The, re- the reaction was unbelievable. And then I remember another really fantastic night was with Sinner Boy, the the Rory Gallagher tribute. I'd say, I think they played for about four hours, if memory serves me correctly. It was just electric. You know, just one of those... Nights that just really took off.
0: David always had a couple of world music bands that would play there. Oh,
6: yeah. There was um the Indian. No, they were African. And they were just so different and so amazing, really, looking back. Like there were all those. He used to get them in Nomad, which is still going, that, that festival in Europe. where All these bands used to come and play from from Africa. They were just amazing.
0: The thing I thought was amazing was you're watching these regulars that might go to the Rhines normally on a Monday.
6: Yes, yes, yes And then they were dancing yes, to some yeah.
0: African band.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I but doesn't it prove that music is universal, really? Yeah.
0: And you said there was some crazy, was, crazy, was it crazy no, bands some, or crazy stuff?
6: Crazy stuff, and crazy bands and... Like what? What jumps out? What jumps out? There was a Kenyan band. I remember they were all deft as brushes. <laughs> well, I think they ended up on the counter and... No. just Amen. you
0: know some really deaf stuff and yeah. um, you know that early yeah. stage of the festival I mean it's quite an achievement 20 years uh, you know anniversary this year for the festival did you mm-hmm. could you have imagined then that it would be here 20 years later
6: no no no
0: no yeah. you're still on um, the board aren't you How, you, must be,
6: longest, board. you yeah. must be the longest I'm still on the board you must
0: be the longest serving member of the board wasn't you
6: I, I am by a long shot I think at this stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you obviously still love it. I just feel I still have a lot to give to it, you know, particularly on the production end of stuff and what's happening. And like when it started, I never knew the production had, was such an important part of, of the festival. You know, it's, it's probably the most important part of it.
0: And can I just ask you one more question then, just sort of event outside of Lonergan's. We talked about Lonergan's there, but what other things? Is there any, any play or...
6: Oh my god, event. there is loads of plays. Yeah. The music event would be an Israeli guy that played with Martin O'Connor in Old St. Mary's. I will never forget it. To me, it was the most fabulous music session I was ever, ever at. And he played in the main guard on his own. Well,
0: my memory was a kind of a sitar type thing, was it? Or is it my memory? It was a sitar hmm. type, yeah.
6: And I think that's maybe possibly what it was called. It was Achim. just in the May. it was an amazing coming together again of you know two genres of music i suppose
0: and that's the beauty of junction was the, like you see something like that that you would never see in your lifetime no 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 in no, 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 no 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 even yeah anywhere
6: we...
0: finally we started with her and i will finish with her again former chairperson claudia wilger
1: I was, the, I was the chair between 11 and 13, 2011 to 2013. Oh,
0: very good. You're in Holland, aren't you?
1: I'm in Holland, and I'm in um, a city called Leeuwarden in the northernmost province of the Netherlands, which is called Friesland, where they speak a different language from Dutch. I've learned Dutch, yes. wow. but they speak another language up here, which has many words in simil- sim- in, uh, similar to, to Gaelic scots or irish gaelic which is really weird wow. there's a lot of redheads running around Friesland, so,
0: wow. yeah. Wow. and what events then the public events is there anything that jump out that are particularly memorable to you
1: the one that first came to mind i cannot remember the name of the company which is dreadful of me <laughs> but it was an audio theater walk around town okay. um and we met You had to go and pick up your headphones, walked around the town, and you were told where to walk through the headphones. And occasionally you would come across somebody. And it was this sort of extraordinary, you were utterly alone, shut off from the rest of the world in a city that you'd lived in for 12 years or 10 years or whenever it was that event. But you you felt isolated. And then you had these extraordinary moments of meeting people. And I remember going down a little alleyway and you'd had to leave a word somewhere. And then I came round the corner of an alleyway and it was written on the wall. The word that I had left behind was written on the wall in front of me and this extraordinary feeling of a shiver down the back of your spine and discovering the city, town, in a way in which I'd never really seen it before. And at the end of this beautiful walk, I ended up down at the river and you were supposed to put a wish, write a wish on a piece of paper and throw it in the river. Now I remember that wish. I won't share it with you, but I remember (laughs) that wish. It didn't come true. Yes. But nevertheless, yeah, yet. Um, But I remember that whole journey is really quite extraordinary I remember the guy that went across the river shore on a on a trapeze and that and he fried an egg in the middle of it I don't know if you remember that and just looking around and both sides of the river and all along the bridge jam-packed with people watching this Um, so my memory of the particular names of everybody other than the top ones is is shockingly bad but what I remember is the experience both for me as a member of the public but also that shared experience with the other people at the festival and with the town itself really some very beautiful things White Memorial Hall popped into my mind I mean goodness I've been gone Seven years or something now, but I remember that that lovely sense of anticipation queuing up down that little narrow street waiting for an event to start in the White Memorial Hall and the intimacy. But this, the intimacy of it, but I think the imaginative use of the town itself, of the locations that there were, both inside and outside locations made for me, Junction, a really special festival.
0: I hope you enjoyed that trip down memory lane as much as I did. Just to remind you that we'll have a new episode every Thursday and if you subscribe, it'll go straight into your phone. We're going to have more memories over the next few weeks and we'll also have information about what's coming up and interviews with people that are going to be there during the festival. So next week, we've got a magazine programme outlining the brand new programme and where to get it. For more details, check out junctionfestival.com Thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing some great stories over the next few weeks until July.
3: You are listening to the Clonmel Junction Arts Festival podcast which takes place from the 3rd to the 11th of July.